The Jim Real Estate Company is open for business and we are working with gym owners across the United States. If you are a gym owner that needs assistance with either leasing or you want to pursue purchasing a building, please hit us up on Instagram at Jim Real Estate. Guys, traditional brokerage firms, what you've been using in the past is underserving the fitness community. A hundred percent. Brokerage firms are the biggest fucking racket. They essentially forward a bunch of emails, schedule a tour of the facility. They look over the lease, but they never really give you fitness industry specific guidance. And then once they collect their commission check, they're gone. I couldn't stand that racket in 2016 when I purchased my building, which later allowed me to retire in 2021 from gym ownership. So when I was done with gym ownership and I needed something else to do, I instantly thought of creating a firm that was not a brokerage firm. There was a commercial real estate and business consulting firm specifically for the fitness industry. We help you with site selection, operational capacity, establishing your projections and financials based on the location and based on your pre-sale, which we also help you with. Then we sit down and we help you facility layout and understand exactly how to be successful in this location with your model. It's the perfect intersection of commercial real estate experience and the fitness business industry experience that I have with over 15 years. Please, if you are doing anything in real estate, leasing or buying, I'd love to have a conversation with you. Let's just book a quick free discovery call. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at Jim Real Estate. What is up, guys? It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. If you do this, then firing people will not be difficult, okay? Listen, I'm not a monster. I realize that firing people sucks, okay? But I also realize that I'm running a fucking business. And if I had, if, if I'm going to hire people, I need to accept the fact that I ultimately will have to fire people. It blows me away when I talk with an owner whose trepidation around firing is it's almost at first like they're in um, one of the stages of grief or like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, what do you mean? Did you really think you were going to get through your 10, 20, 30 plus years, if you make it that long, of business and not fire anybody? Like you thought you were going to be bad in a thousand in the HR department? And then it gets to, you know, they go through the stages Then it gets to like, there's the anger stage where they're pissed off at the employee. And again, there's a lot of cases in which the employee did something atrocious or unethical or whatever, and it totally warrants termination. But if you do what I'm about to recommend for you today, that conversation will be so much easier because it's going to be expected, okay? You, I promise you, I have done this with dozens and dozens of either the managers or the owners in which they just change the framework of this one thing about how you, they go about their eight with like this HR process I'm going to talk about and firing people becomes so much easier. The key is this. It's very simple. If the employee anticipates that it's coming, do to your successful due diligence around HR, around performance reviews, around ensuring you have a updated job description that is constantly updated 
and reviewed with them every time you make changes to it. And listen here, Mr. Small or Mrs. Small Business Owner, you're making changes to your roles often. Trust me, I, I'm updating org charts for my clients on a weekly basis, right? We're a small business. We don't completely have it figured out. We make constant changes to our org chart and the expectations of various roles. But if you continuously update those and you have a very tight five to eight minute meeting with that employee, hey, Sally, so I know you're currently the director of training and that typically means you are, you're performing 80% of the, the class, you know, coaching the classes and you're doing the trainer development and onboarding and you're auditing the trainer's classes to ensure quality. I know that's been the main scope. However, going forward because of this, this, and this, we are also gonna be having you do the extra task of this. This is what it is, this is how it's to be done, these are the expectations that we have of this. And then if you're compensating them more, you can explain to them the increase in their compensation, and if you're not compensating them more, which happens too, um, it's, not, you know, it's not by law, you don't have to pay them more if you're having them do more, it's just a really good idea. But Sally, this is the compensation, these are the expectations, do you understand everything? Good, so I need you to sign on this updated job description or role expectation. Okay, that's step one, kids. It's as simple as that. When you make changes to the expectations of a role, you have got to document it and have a very quick five-minute meeting with that employee that holds that role so that they understand the new expectations of them. Now, number two, if you are, you know, you're an intelligent donor, you realize that your team is everything. You should be having every 90 days performance reviews with your team. If during those performance reviews, you do a great job of bringing up the missed expectations of that individual's role, then if they continue to happen and you continuously keep bringing them up and in the meeting you say, hey, Sally, so, you know, I know this is uh, the second performance review we've had since you were hired six months ago. And I know in the first performance review we discussed the punctuality and the tardiness that you were exhibiting early on. And I, listen, I understand I know your uh, your boyfriend was sick, and you had to, you know, you had to wash the golden doodle, and you know, the, your car broke down on a bridge, and whatever the fuck, right? I get it. I understand, and I was more than happy to give you grace, especially as you were developing into this role. However, repeatedly, in the past three months since our first performance review. You have been either tar you have been tardy or not, or not punctual to the expectation of this role on this, 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 and this occasion. And you see what I just did there? By you being able to say on this date at this time, and this date and this time, and on this date at this time, it requires you fuckers to take a second and document this. I got out of call and it was so, fr it's frustrating when I like solving problems. It's frustrating when I, the owner shot themselves in the foot. They want, to have, they want to fire this person. They can't. They can fire them for whatever reason they want. It's an at, they're an at-will state. They're an at-will employer. They could, you know, that essentially means for those of you guys, I think besides Montana, 
You can just fire people for any reason, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's legal for you to fire them. You're an at-will employer. But this individual, again, it's a small town. They don't want to burn bridges with other fitness professionals, which I, I'm completely an advocate for. But he's got all these complaints about this employee and not one documentation of it. He doesn't remember the dates. He doesn't even like, ah, oh, fuck, was that the day that she no-showed or was that the day that she forgot to turn the lights off or the AC off and we were gone for six days and my bill was an extra $700 that I Fuck, I can't remember. Yeah, it's because you as the owner are not thoughtful enough to take the time to document this shit. Write it down. Actually document it. You will forever and always have to be the HR director. It is very unlikely you're going to outsource that. So if you have been documenting everything that's been going on and you bring it up in these performance reviews, and let's stick with this example of Sally. Okay, Sally says in the second performance review, you're six months in. I forgave all your tardiness the first three months. However, since then, you have been blank, 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 and blank. Tardy on these days, these times. Sally, I'm going to give you one last shot. Short of you being set on fire, I do not want you to be tardy or you know late for the classes that you're coaching, the clients that you're seeing, whatever it may be. If it happens again, Sally, I unfortunately will have to terminate your employment with us. Do you see what just happened there? In this hypothetical, I have now gone, I have discussed what's happened in the past, the infractions, when they happened, what they were. I've talked about how I've given you chances. I'm telling her she has one more chance. And then I'm giving her what happens next. I am telling her the future. If this, then that. If you're tardy again, then we will terminate employment. This is where a lot of you guys won't pull the trigger. And it has nothing to do, you're not like, it's, it has nothing to do with you being like scared to or intimidated. You just don't have any fuck anyone else. You haven't been building a bench, which means you are now held captive by your employees, which I, I hate seeing that. I hate seeing So guys, always be recruiting, all right? Now, the last thing I want to bring up on this, all these things will make that it when you know in this hypothetical when I do have to call Sally in cuz she is late again in 2 weeks and she knows she's got to, and like after she was late I send her a message and I say Sally I'd like to have a meeting with you on Friday morning at this time if you'd please come in that'd be greatly appreciated blah 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 she knows exactly what's about to happen she knows and now because there's not a surprise now because she and again what is she going to argue with but but no, you get you you already did this. You have had this conversation with her many times. And in this hypothetical, I'm giving Sally a ton of chances. You don't have to. You can give them one chance. You can give them no chances. I I don't. However, you want to run your ship is up to you. But a few here's a few more pieces of advice I've got for you. Okay. Overall, the key to making this conversation easy is for the individual, the employee, to know it's coming, right? If you follow the steps I laid out, they will know it's coming. Here are a few other tips. Number one, 
in one of the previous meetings, like the first time you have a meeting about this, whether it's a performance review or you just have a separate meeting, ask them this question. Do you understand the expectation of you? So in this case, I'd say, Sally, do you understand when you need to show up for class? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. So just so I understand, make sure, just so I know you understand, right? You're going to have them repeat it back to you. If you're coaching the 6 p.m. class, Sally, when do you need to be on site and clocked in? 5.30. Okay. That, I can mark it off in my head that she knows it. She understands. I asked the question. She told me she did. But that wasn't enough. Some of you guys ask your employees, like, hey, do you get how to do this? And they're like, yeah, I get how to do it. And then you're like, okay, cool. They don't get how to do it. That should, they're just answering that. So you always go back for the confirmation. Number two. Sally, is there anything I can do to help you be more successful at arriving on time? And in most scenarios, the employee, especially if you've you know been following the steps I've been laying out for you, is going to reflect on themselves and realize, no, what else is this fucker gonna do? Pick me up and drive me to work? No, I just I gotta get the I just gotta get my ass up earlier. I just need to stop being a little uh, you know irresponsible. I need to fucking color code my Google calendar, whatever it may be. And they're generally going to answer no. Now let's just say they have some feedback. Let's say in this hypothetical, Sally goes, well, you know, Stu, it would really help if the schedule came out sooner so that I could plan my childcare around this, right? Or whatever the response would be. Okay. Well now there's a conversation now, like maybe you as an employer be like, okay, well that Hey, that's fair. How many days notice would you need, Sally? She's like, 57. You're like, oh, fuck off, Sally. No, I mean, you're not going to say that, but she's not going to say that either. But if she says something or he says something that's a little bit like, it's a little bit extra, again, you could respond with, Sally, I appreciate that. From a practicality standpoint, we're not able to create our class schedules with everybody else that far in advance. The furthest in advance we'd probably be able to get you your expected schedule is this date. Maybe you can meet her somewhere in the middle. By you going ahead and then saying to her, what can I do to help you be successful? You have given her another opportunity to find the solution to this problem outside of her own ability to solve it. Some people, no offense, they just fucking suck at certain roles. They suck at being a grown-up. We all know people like this that don't adult very well. And unfortunately, we've hired some of them. But by you saying, hey, listen, it's hard adulting sometimes. It's hard to set an alarm clock, Sally, and wake up in time and put on your panties and brush your teeth and get your fucking ass to work. It's real difficult. I get it. How can I help you? Right? And don't be facetious like I'm doing in this example. But you really ask them, how can I help? What can I do? I had a, a, had a really good conversation with a client. We did this whole spiel, and his was with his GM, and his GM was doing a bad job at managing various other staff members in different projects, right? So she has like, she's working with the person who does their marketing, and she's working with the coach who's, you know, scheduling um, uh, coaching evals, and working with the community manager on doing a fun social outing, and working with the owner, like, She's got a, she's, you know, she's managing a few different projects, different timelines, different people. And the owner and I practiced this before he had a performance review with her and asked her, what could I do to make you more successful in this? Because 
ultimately you will oversee these people and you will oversee their projects. And historically right now, these projects are not being met, done to our expectations or on the timeline we all agreed upon. And she told us like, I could use some type of project management software. And she'd actually done some research on it. So I think they went with like Asana or Monday.com or one of those ones. And that was it. And the owner was like, hey, listen, I never heard of any of these things before she brought it up. I looked into it and I actually think this would be great for us to use for the entire company. So look, that was a win-win. But it's because the owner had the foresight to go in there and ask, what can I do to help you be successful here? And I've, I've done a, I did a podcast on this maybe like two months ago. But guys, just remember, manage the expectations you have for your employees based on what you're offering in the marketplace. Please do not pay someone $29,000 a year and expect the performance of a $75,000 a year employee. Do not be in, you know, bumfuck Idaho and expect somebody who is a GM, a, 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 Manhattan, a Manhattan, New York level general manager, right? Someone who, who uh, has experience of managing 15 employees at once and can meet $40,000 a month sales goals. Just please be realistic with what you are actually able to offer the marketplace and it'll help you line up what the marketplace is able to offer you. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. Real quick, oh, 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 oh. Uh, there's a whole new course in MicroGym University. It's three parts. Um, it's recruiting, hiring, and firing. I'm dropping them in reverse order. I'm going to do firing, then hiring, then recruiting. Why? Because I don't know. I just That's the slide I started making first. That's, that's how it's going to go. But anyway, that entire three-part course is all coming and dropping inside of MGU. It might already be out by the time this podcast drops. Head on over to MicroGym University, the only online business school for gym owners, and let me know what you think. Until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.